What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast. This is Clark. And Bobby Jean. So glad you're here. Let's get started. Hey, you guys, welcome to your Monday. Clark and I are here in the studio to talk with you about Exodus chapter four. And I'm so excited because I love the book of Exodus. Yeah, we, we're going to go the Old Testament route here mm-hmm, for a little mm-hmm, bit. Mm-hmm. So we're in Exodus. Um, sooner than later, we're going to try to do a sermon series on first Samuel, maybe first and second Samuel as well. Mm. So I love the Old Testament. It's good. Yeah. And with it, What's there's up? some cray cray stuff in it. <laughs> Try to wrap <laughs> your head around some of these things going down. And you're like, ah, this is interesting. Why is this in here? Why is this in here? Mm. You know, that's so why true. We have, when people come to church and are on exploring Christianity, let's say, let's start with Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. Oh, totally. Not, not start always in the Old Testament since it's hard to get your head around. Yeah. But it's- give it. Give us a recap. In Exodus, <laughs> like we're in Exodus four. Like what's yep. happened the last couple of chapters? Yeah. So you know we have the Israelites being oppressed. Chapter one, chapter two, the birth of Moses. With is, I mean, if you've seen or read any kids' books, like I just, I think that's why I love Exodus so much, is because mm-hmm. you get these like really vivid, just totally crazy stories. So uh, Moses is born. That's crazy. Then uh, Moses in the burning bush. So Moses is born. He is raised up as a leader in Egypt. Yeah. Then, um, then he flees to Midian because he killed a dude. He, you guys, you got to read it. It's. <laughs> It's drama. He killed a guy and became a leader. We all have hope. Amen. That's right. And so uh, chapter three, he has an encounter with Yahweh, uh, the burning bush. And then now where we're at chapter four is um, kind of Moses arguing a little bit here with God about returning to Egypt. And just kind of a fun (laughs) thing to point out from Exodus three. Please. You know, I I asked Kirby and Kyle the other day, we're talking. I Mm -hmm. said, who is Moses talking to in the burning bush? And it's Mm -hmm. Jesus. Yeah, like it's God and it's, it's Jesus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The reason why is Moses is basically we're gonna get to this in a minute, but saying, "Who am I supposed to tell him sent me?" And he's mm-hmm, going through all these mm-hmm. really silly excuses, and God says, "I I am, I am who I am." And so in John, I think it's John eight when these people are asking like Jesus, like, "Who are you?" They're trying to figure out what kind of authority do you have? Are you right. a good teacher? Are you a legit teacher? And Jesus quotes himself from the burning bush. He says, "I am." Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. that's a really cool connection from the Old Testament to the New Testament that Jesus Christ has yeah. been very present this whole time. Yeah, and, and why so, the Pharisees were like, mm, yeah, that, that, they didn't like that very much. They did not <laughs> like that very much. And so, anyways, we're in Exodus four, and I guess kind of continuing the conversation. Mm-hmm, Moses mm-hmm, is right mm-hmm. now whining, complaining, and going through every excuse yeah. imaginable of like, God, I don't think you should send me. Right. Who am I supposed <laughs> to tell him sent me? What if I get lost? Uh, what am I supposed to say? Yeah. I can't talk in front of people. Yeah. So literally in verse one, Moses answers, Yeah. Um, what if they do not believe me or listen to me and say, the Lord did not appear to you? And then that's kind of this, what kicks off, just like Clark was saying, these yeah. like this um, just worry filled conversation about doubt and anxiety. And often, you know, we did a podcast a few times ago where Clark was like, you know, you can really resonate with Peter. Um, And, and I, and we did and we can, but I actually find myself identifying and resonating with Moses here a ton because here he's saying, you know, God, are you sure? Like, am, am I the one? I, you know, I, I can't even talk really. I'm not eloquent. Yeah, Verse 10. I'm not eloquent. Exactly. And here's the thing. I fled been. from that place. I fl- yeah. I don't want to go back to like, who knows what these people think of me. Who knows yeah. what they remember about what happened? <laughs> don't I, what 
Oh, verse 13. Oh, Lord, please send someone else to do it. Please. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Like, I can resonate with that a little. How many times in life, you, you are lying right now, if you tell me that you've had some kind of inclination or sense or, oh, you yeah. know, conviction about stepping into you something. and you oh, no, fear, yeah. Mm-mm. Or, you know, that, you know, Clark is so much better at, you know, speaking than, you know, God, I think Clark will do it. <laughs> and there's, anyway, so there's just so many um, places ah. I identify with Moses in there, but you know, all the way back from the beginning of the Bible and for sure here with Moses, God is not saying, no, Moses, you're a great speaker. No, Moses, mm-hmm. they love you back in Egypt. <laughs> no, Moses, you know, I, you know, bring Savora, it, you know, it makes total sense to travel through the desert and to go, he's not saying any of that. He's not offering yeah. that reassurance. He's saying, I'm going to be with you. Yep. That's what um, power, that's what authority, that's what is going to enable you to do what I'm asking you to do. It's just God himself. Is me being yeah. with you. Yeah. Is God <laughs> oh, himself. and by the way, I'll send your brother Aaron too, just yeah. to help you feel a little bit And better. so I think in that, when you're, you're kind of breaking this down a little bit. Sorry. Often, no, no, it's great. I think I agree with everything you said. Um, there's a tendency when you're going through the reasons why we're not to be obedient and mm-hmm. follow God and we got run through these examples like Moses. What if totally. I, I stumble? I stutter. What if I forget the Bible verse? What if I just look dumb? What if they don't believe me? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I, I think what lifted for me was um, don't overcomplicate things. Right. And just <laughs> yeah. do what you know you're to do. <laughs> don't overcomplicate things. Do what you know you're to do. And so let's not mm. even get into specific like words of the Lord that are for individuals. But sure. Pray. Go to church. Share the faith, like share the gospel, tell mm. other people about Jesus, just that alone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if you're ever in the grocery store or you're at the beach or you're wherever, you're at a family reunion and you just feel this stirring in your heart and God might mm-hmm. be inviting you to like, hey, you need to go ask that person how you can pray for him. Mm-hmm. And then the wheels start going, I don't know, for all these reasons. That's not complicated. Like mm-hmm, do what you know mm-hmm. for a fact you're to do. Is that God's will? Yeah, I think it is. You can go ask someone how you can pray for them mm-hmm. at the most basic level. Sure. Then there, there are other things that as you spend time with God, you discern, like again, like we said in the podcast last Monday, like, is this my conscience? Am I supposed to say this or say that? When it gets into like specific words and details, but just at first, take it at face value and say, am I supposed to pray for this person? Yeah, I think it probably is God's will. Um, whether it's in person or from afar, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But no, don't overcomplicate it. Read it, write it, pray it, share it. And then at the same time, yeah, we totally get to relate to Moses' humanity yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, another piece of Moses' humanity actually shows up. And I want to read this to you guys. It's verse 24. Oh, I want to read this one. to you guys because this is one of those things that you might be reading the Old Testament and be like, what? Yeah. And we don't want to shy away from that. We want to question with you. And so I'm going to go ahead and read it and then we'll scratch our heads together. This is verse 24, chapter 4. At a lodging place along the way. The Lord met Moses and was about to kill him. Oh, yeah. That's in your kid's book. (laughs) Children's Bible. Oh, you guys. Michael Lewis says the flannel graph. So what is happening here? You got to keep going, though, because there's there's more goodness. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, you're right. (laughs) Zipporah took a flint knife, cut off her son's foreskin, and touched Moses' feet with it. Surely you're the bridegroom of blood to me, she said. So the Lord let him alone. And at times she said bridegroom of blood, referring to circumcision. Mm-hmm. Wah, wah, wah. Go ahead, Pastor Clark. What's Why don't you help on? us understand this little well, passage? I think it's just this simple again. Okay. Moses was disobeying what God clearly instructed him to do. Right. 
So and what are you referring to? Moses had been given um, the, a continuation of God's promises and commands from Abraham. Mm-hmm. He said, hey, circumcision is going to be the sign of my, my people. Right. This is how you're supposed to do it. This is the day you're supposed to do it. And this is going to separate you right. from the rest of the world. Yep. And Moses knew this very well. Yep. And he just outright disobeyed God. Because you're referring to Genesis 17. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Genesis 15, 17, God's talking to Abraham. He gives mm-hmm, him the sign. Mm-hmm. And so now we're in Exodus, but that's continued for God's people. Right. And Moses just straight up disobeys God. God says, do A, Moses like I'm doing Z. Yep. And so at that time, when you look at the Old Testament, here's a way I would explain it. At the Old Testament, God is progressively revealing himself. It's, it's building up to a climax, mm-hmm. a climactic moment when Jesus Christ comes. And it's not progressive in the sense that we talk about politics or the progressive world. No, no, we're not going there. Like he's a light dimmer. He's gradually turning the dimmer up, 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 up. And the room goes from darkness and it's becoming clearer, 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 clearer. And what happens in all throughout the Old Testament is they're giving circumcision. They're given circumcision. They're given the Ten Commandments. They're given other New Testament laws. They're given a promise, a land. They're called a people. And Prophets, priests, and kings, and they fail, they fail, they fail, they fail, they fail. They continue to fail. And God continues to reveal himself to them, mm. only for them to see that we cannot do it on our own. Right. Like that's <laughs> the heart of the Old Testament, that there is a Messiah who's going to come and do what we can't do. Yeah. Because of stuff like this. Right. Isaiah speaks to that too. A light has shone on the earth. Yeah. Something, someone actually rather yep. from the outside is coming is in. Is coming in. Yes. Yep. And at, that's Jesus. And so when you read some of these Old Testament stuff, it seems extreme. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes if you look at the timeline, God is like patient and re- relenting from bringing justice to people who have done stupid stuff right, for he's bearing hundreds of years. Yeah, right. forbearing. That's my next sermon. Forbearing yeah. with them for a long time saying, come on, come on, come on, repent, come back to it. And here Moses just yeah. outright disobeys God and does not do what God has clearly commanded him and his people to do. Well, it's interesting too because it's his, on the way. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, well, praise God for Zipporah. His wife saved his butt. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> well, because this is literally on the way at a lodging place on the way. Yeah. And so it's like the last call, like to be obedient. And so there's grace in that because God's yeah. like, okay, you know, there's still time, Moses, there's still time to obey. But here's, we're going into a battle. So yeah. you better be obedient here, boy. You're, you're literally you better be going obedient. to take on the biggest, baddest dude on earth at the time in Pharaoh. <laughs> yes. So eventually, praise God, Moses does go. He does go. He does, yeah. And you want to read verses 29, 30, and 31 for us? I, what do we learn about God in this next section? More than anything. Let's do it. Moses and Aaron brought together all the elders of the Israelites, and Aaron told them everything the Lord had said to Moses. He also performed the signs before the people, and they believed him. And when they heard that, that the Lord was concerned about them and had seen their misery, they bowed down and worshiped. You guys, those verses just really stood out to me <clears throat> at the end of the chapter. And they're right and, on the uh, heels of this crazy scene. Just right on the heels so, of all. It's like, what's going on? A good reminder. Um, God hears our prayers. God mm-hmm. listens and he hears us. He is concerned. When mm-hmm. they heard that the Lord was concerned, um, that just really uh, encouraged my heart. Is that's one of those things you know we might assimilate more with the New Testament, like Jesus is present with us, and we see his stories of him, you know, um, spending time with the disciples and, and listening to them, and, and you know, bringing in little children. So we get this picture of what it looks like. But even all the way back here, you know, and we're yeah. just so disobedient, we're being stinkers, and and their Israelites are crying out for hundreds. But how many years do we? 
Yeah, for a long time. They're in captivity. 400, 400 some yes. years in Egypt, and in then they're 40 years in the wilderness and exile later on. And God's on. saying, like, I hear you. I, I see hear you. you. And, and he, he's concerned. Like, he cares. Yes. Not just like, I see you, and you guys are dumb, and you're going to live in your own mess. He's like, no, I'm, I'm actually concerned for you. Mm. So that, that, you see the heart of God there. Totally. Uh, and that is really encouraging. So, um, so he's saying, I'm coming. Yeah, as we, as we end <laughs> today, I guess... Um, mm-hmm. The kind of two things we would encourage you listeners to consider is, one, let's learn from Moses. And yeah, he's human. Sometimes God's invitation can be intimidating, but don't overcomplicate things and just do what you know you are to do. Whether that, you know, you mm-hmm, fill in the blank, mm-hmm. telling someone about Jesus, praying for somebody, that, that's been very made, made very clear for us. And the second thing would be, um, what do you learn about God in this chapter? And, and what, what does that do for your heart, knowing that he sees you, he hears you, he's concerned for you? Yeah. So that's what we got out of Exodus 4, and we're very excited to keep plowing through <laughs> yeah. the rest of this book. Yeah, thanks yeah. so much for listening, you guys. Have a blessed Monday. See ya. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his countenance toward you and give you his peace. Have a great day.